Yo MTG Taps is sponsored by LegitMTG.com. Strategy, streams, and singles, LegitMTG has it all. Oh yeah, and now us. So check us out every Friday on LegitMTG.com and stop back every weekday for more great Magic the Gathering content and product. MTG Taps. I'm Big Head Joe. And I'm Stephen Marshall. And we might sound a little different than we normally do. It's because we're actually face-to-face this week. It's awkward. Yeah, we're recording into my laptop's terrible microphone. I can't even look him in the eyes. With the air conditioner about three feet away mm-hmm. from the uh, microphone. So, uh, could be bad. I don't know, and I don't care, because we've got a specific plan for tonight. Origins is now standard legal. Uh, we're going to basically mention a couple of the standard decks from this weekend, but we're not really interested in that because this weekend we're playing in Grand Prix Dallas. So everything I've been doing the past couple weeks has been in preparation for Grand Prix Dallas. Everything I've read, everything I've thought about, everything that I've looked at to talk about on the show has all been with that end goal in mind. Um, so we both got sealed pools in front of us, um, and I don't know how we're going to edit this, um, but we're going to basically build sealed right now, and then we're going to, uh, play each other, and then I think we're going to also then swap our pools, and then we're going to build each other's pools and play each other. So I think that's, that's the battle plan, uh, for tonight, um. We'll either just do that and, and you know, talk about it afterwards, or we'll be talking while we're playing. If we're talking while we're playing, we find out that we're just not talking enough, we'll probably just keep playing and then mm-hmm. actually start recording content afterwards. So I don't really know how it's going to work yet, but that's where we're at. Um, so anyway, well, first of all, I guess uh, this weekend I played in a uh, sealed PPTQ for Origins, and um, I played basically a blue-white Flyers deck and went 3-2. I finished ninth place on tie breaks, which I don't mind because all of this is preparation for decks. I don't care. I, I felt good about the, about the day. Uh, the one thing I want to say coming out of that event is that the mana is so bad. The mana in this format is so bad. If you gave me, a, if you gave me two seal pools, right? You had two seal pools and you said... You can choose one. You can have this sealed pool, which has two foil misses in it. Or you can have this sealed pool, which has two evolving wilds in it. I would 100% of the time take the evolving oh, yeah. wilds. Okay, that's just absolutely insane. 100% of the time, I would take the pool with the evolving wilds. That's My, irrational. It is not. It is completely rational. The mana is so bad. Yeah, just play a two-color deck like normal. That's what I've been doing. That's what you should be doing. And I'm stuck on one color or the other. It's so bad. Like, you have no assistance. You have no fixing. And it's just the worst. So, I I mean, like, I'm not one... You know me. I'm not one to 
complain about losing to variance. But I lost to my mana more in the past week than I've lost to my mana ever playing Magic. Like Without hyperbole. Yes. Ever. Ever. With, like, one island and four planes and three double blue spells in my hand when I'm running, like, nine islands, eight planes. You know what I mean? Like, like doing everything I can, like, knowing, knowing how it works, knowing which one I need double of first, but needing double of both, because... Oh, that, sounds, that sounds like variance or a deck construction issue. I don't think it was a deck construction issue, because the games in which I functioned, I functioned highly. You know, the, the, the main games I lost were the games I lost my man. Now, you know, I think there are ways around that, and the best way is evolving wilds, though. Um, I, think, I think I know what the problem is, is that we've come off several limited sets where it's correct to play 18 lands, and they also had, like, common, <laughs> common double land uh, mana fixers. So, yeah. like, we've had an entire block of, like, common, easy mana fixing or morph. Which really smooths out your mana requirements. Right, it does. It definitely and does. And so this is like the first set that we've had in, I guess, what would be over a year without without that As kind of since, crutch? Since Forge, since Magic 15. Yeah. Because what's funny is, like, because I was complaining about it, and Ryan was like, well, the fixing was exactly the same in 2015. And I went back and looked, and I was like, oh my god, it was the exact same fixing. Mm-hmm. The Enemy Lands, the Evolving Wilds, Meteorite. Yeah. And is there anything? There isn't. There isn't anything nope. else. So that's it. That's your fixing. Um, one of the things I said when I was talking to Ryan is that for this exercise, um, I'm, if I, if I open Meteorite, I'm running. Mm. Because I want to try it. Because I, it's one of those cards that I haven't won, that, I, that I've always cut, like when I've been building my decks. But I wonder if the fixing's so bad that Meteorite's good. But also, I can tell you a, a number of times where the two damage either just, you know screwed me up after combat, or just took out one of my bears, and it was totally fine. Yeah, I like so, Meteorite. So I'm, yeah, and I never have, though. I've always been like, Meteorite, why would you play that crap? You know? So, like, that's why, so I'm gonna make it a point tonight that if my deck isn't, like, a super aggro deck mm-hmm. to run Meteorite if I open it. I think Meteorite's better in Magic Origins than it was in Magic 2015, because a lot of the creatures are two toughness. They are. They are. And, but the other problem, though, is that you need to be I can't run Meteorite unless you have six and seven drops in your deck, and sometimes I just don't do that. Mm. Um, or, well, I mean, not even true, because if you play Meteorite on turn five, mm-hmm. then you can play a four drop and three drop the next turn. I mean, like, you know, you've got that option, too. You've got the option to it opens you up to play two spells, or, God forbid, to play two spells of the same color in one turn, which you can almost never do in this format. But, um, anyway. Uh, so... So we've got these steel pools, and uh, anyway, I just wanted to quickly say congrats to Shane, uh, our buddy Shane, for making top eight of that PPTQ. Uh, Peter did not make top eight of that PPTQ, but the next day at Common Ground Games, he won the uh, the IQ slash GPT for London. Oh, nice. So I was like, nice, you know, so that's very exciting. And I was just like, so you going? And huh. he's like, I don't know yet. So he's still... It's like the 14th through the 16th of August. So it's come, actually it's the same weekend as Detroit. So I'll be in Detroit that weekend. But he, I was, I was actually looking at Groupon, looking for like travel deals for uh, for London, <laughs> seeing if they had it because they were like 10% off travel deals today. And I'm like, yeah. what do they got for London? You know. 
Um, so anyways, that was really cool. Congratulations to him. And yes, and, and also, uh, after not making top eight, we played a side draft, which I won, which nice. was very good. And I drafted red-white aggro. All right. Um, and it worked out very well. Good. Uh, very, very well, actually. How I many moved. token free blades did you have? I don't. I could have had two. I could have had zero. I'm not huh. exactly sure, but I had two of the one drop goblin. Which is oh, nice. yeah, that was insane. So okay, this was the best thing though. Was I had four of the infectious bloodlust. Oh wow! I had three of them on a yoke dox in game two of uh, or one of my games. It was game two because he had a bunch of two twos. And I was just like yoke dox sideboard in. And I was like bloodlust swing. They're like, okay, what? Bloodlust swing. Like, okay, what is the that's just like third bloodlust swing for six. He's like, "What is this?" It was amazing. I won with the yoke dogs. It was pretty good. <laughs> yoke dogs, by the way, I think is very good. Okay. Because I mean, sideboard, obviously. Yeah. But like for all these decks that are playing two twos on turn two. Well, yeah, that's the key because like these renowned creatures are horrible turn four and five. So you kind of need to like just bridge the gap between turns two, three, and four when uh-huh. when these uh, renowned two drops are swinging. Yeah. And so that's, yeah, that is where Yoke Docks comes in. That is where the 1 3 Mermaid comes in. The, yeah, the 1 3, and I mean, Stalwart Aven is also just fine. Oh, yeah, that's, that's great on defense. I mean, it is well. three drops, so you'd kind of have to be able to play, but uh, mm-hmm. it really shuts them down, though. Uh, once you get it active, though, it's even worse, you know, so it pretty much stops everything. Um, yeah, and, and just uh, the 2 3 Death Touch. Renown, oh, the green guy? Yeah, that, that's, that's a. Seems pretty good. Yeah. It's a nice little trump. Um, I mean, not to mention the two-three zombie. Yeah, so that's what I'm not sure about right now because I was trying to. I was reading other people's set reviews. Yeah, and for some reason, I guess I'm just much, much, much higher on free blade than everyone else. Yeah, but I just feel like it's so important to have a two-drop. And I was actually looking through all the colors, and there's not a lot of good options out there at the, two. There's a lot of good options at two. The thing is. Like Majoring Bully? Free Blade is good, but it gets stopped so fast. Yes, but then if it doesn't get stopped, like you are on the back foot yeah. until at least turn four. No, and it's it true. gets really ugly. I have I would never if it's in my pool and I'm playing white, I will always play every copy. Mm-hmm. But I haven't been as impressed with it so far as I thought I would be. And it's also that situational, small sample size, whatever, but it just hasn't worked out for me as well as, like, Stalwart Aven. Stalwart Aven is, like, an amazing creature. It's a 1-3 flyer. It almost always gets renowned. Mm-hmm. And then it blocks everything. Like, you can swing with it every turn, or you can, you know, throw some equipment on it. Uh, I don't know. I, I really like it. I, I mean, the, the, the throwing knife, the throwing knife <laughs> on it, and it's either you're just attacking for four every turn in the air, or it's... Uh, you know, killing something. Uh, really like that creature. Yeah, that's probably like at, at first I thought that was going to be the best white common, and then I'm reading like a lot of people's set reviews and they're not too hot, hot on it for some reason. Even. Or or Topin Freeblade. I felt I felt like the best white commons were Topin Freeblade, Stalwart Aven, and Suppression Bonds. Yeah. Uh, but people like Celestial Flare a lot more. They like I don't. Um, like that's what people are like. It seems like that's like one of the consensus like top commons, but. I mean, it varies. So. I got that very low on my list. Can you target yourself and sack something that's like got suppression bonds on it for like value? Oh, it has to be a blocking creature. Yeah, attack. yeah, yeah. Yeah, never mind. Now the one thing that um, that Shane was saying, and I don't, and I, it must be right, is that um, you can use 
So, like, let's say your, your opponent's like, so the one problem I have with Celestial Flare is that my opponent swings with three creatures, and I want to kill one of them in particular. Sure. You know? So, what he was saying was, uh, Shane was saying that you can block mm-hmm. for lethal the two creatures that you wanted, that you don't want to flare. Yeah. Then after combat damage... Yeah, there's an in-combat step. You have the in-combat step where you can cast the Celestial Flare, which I didn't even consider. Oh, really? So that's awesome. Like, that makes the card a lot better, I feel. See, if you play on Magic Online, that's a lot clearer, because they have all the phases. Right. And if you just, like, if you're like, oh, wait, there's a stop after that? Okay. Yeah. After damage, there's there's still a combat step where creatures are still attacking or blocking. I'll have to remember to set a stop there when I play Origins Online, because Celestial Flare... I think it's better once you understand. <laughs> it's um, a little better. Yeah, a little bit. I'm still not crazy about it. it um, it's not good on offense. No. Like, you'd rather have, like, a Shrouding Mist or something like that. Like, you, you want a combat trick. If you're white and you're attacking, you want combat tricks to, like, punish people for making, like, what look like safe blocks against your renowned creatures. Mm-hmm. Sort of game. And Celestial Flare doesn't do that. No, it doesn't. Um, so, uh, real quick, standard this weekend... Um, there's a couple decks that we thought were interesting. There was a Turbo Fog deck. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a five-color Rally deck, which used Rally the Ancestors. Yep. Um, and then there was uh, Jeff Hoogland playing Blue-White Control deck, and they actually cracked the top eight with that. Yep. Um, I didn't get to watch any of this coverage. I have about zero interest in Standard, but I know you did, so tell me just a little bit about Yeah, I'll just summarize it. I mean, it's week one of Standard, so basically the two dominant decks of Standard my understanding, which were uh, red, green, or green, red devotion, and Abzan controller mid range. That was the most; those were the two most played archetypes in the room. Right. People just you know subbed in a Nissa or two. Um, the Abzan decks, and I think the green red decks did as well. Like they had like one sort of the animist, um, and the Abzan control decks were running uh, main deck languish. Yeah, and that's a basically the only kind of like new cards that are getting played there. The the new decks, there was the Turbo Fog deck, which was uh, blue-green, and its win condition was Sphinx's Tutelage, um, and it just basically mil- milled you out. I like that. I actually think that might be a draft archetype. <laughs> you, like, if you get enough of them, like, if, if I pack one, pick one, a Sphinx's Tutelage, and an otherwise mediocre de- like pack, I might try to go in on that plan. I'm not sure. In the mill plan? I think that's a limited strategy as well. I think you can do it. I think you can, too. Um, because uh, Dreadwaters... Seems, oh, God. I mean, no. Dreadwaters... Seems... No, no, no. Do not endorse. Disagree. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't do that. Do, do play card draw. Play incidental mill, like um, that's, that Black Centaur or whatever. That mill one or two of the Dreadwaters. Don't do that. Absolutely. Do not do that. You'll Absolutely. get them past so late. If you're playing mill, why would you not play a mill card? You're not playing mill. You're playing control, and one of your incidental victory conditions uh, happens to be Sphinx. Don't go all in on the... Uh, don't do go that. All in. Don't, go do for not it. endorse. Don't go endorse for this. It. No. Go all don't in on mill. No. Best draft archetype in, in Origins. Mill. I regret bringing this up. Uh, so anyway, the standard the standard deck had Sphinx's Tutelage. It had a whole bunch of um, enchantment-based draw effects, so it had the Crufix's, um, not Insight. Dictative Crufix. Dictative Crufix. It had Monastery Siege. Monastery Siege. Yeah, so it got that going, and then it had all the different um, uh, fog effects, including um, 
bounce. Ah, oh, he said it right for the first Ooh, time ever. Clutch. Uh, and then also played four, I believe, of the Days Undoing. Yes, it did. Which I did not like at all in that deck. And I think what happened is that he didn't know how that worked with the rules. Huh. So actually before Origins, there's actually a rule change because of Days Undoing. Where the draw clause would have created a whole bunch of triggers on the Sphinx's tutelage. So it would have been a draw seven, and it would have triggered, you know, mill at least 14 with Sphinx's tutelage. But they changed the ruling such that, like, to resolve the spell, it just eats all of the triggers. So it really? didn't work the way, like, yeah, you get to draw seven and hopefully have mana open to cast your fog effects. But it, I, I, I just don't see that being useful because as a mill deck, shuffling your graveyard... <laughs> Yeah. Into your library does seems slightly counterproductive. Yeah, more than slightly. Yeah, like I think you could just any instant like any kind of instant draw card would would have been a lot better in that situation. I don't think Days of Doing belongs in that deck. Um, I, I think it will eventually see play even in standard. Um, it's interesting. Days of Doing actually saw play in the Legacy IQ. This is the only Legacy talk that will be. There is a an affinity deck in the top eight and it was running I think three days undoing so that's kind of interesting what? yeah cool yeah so that might be something that could be poured over to modern I don't know that's kind of interesting yeah um, I, but, get, I get it too like just but I think that the actual strategy that uh, Turbofog deck and standard it was it was a very rough draft I, I when I was watching I didn't agree with all the sideboard choices uh, or even the main deck construction but he was still doing well enough even with that initial build so I think it's, it's an actual strategy Hmm. Uh, the next, the, I mean, the coolest deck, the coolest new archetype was the Five Color Valley of the Ancestors deck. Um, the new additions that got were Jace, uh, which is pretty interesting because it just used to mill stuff. Uh, Liliana, like a one or two of. And the Jace is really cool because all your mill effects, like your Seder Wayfinders, like they mill your Rally of the Ancestors. Like, oh no, what a tragedy. But if you flip the Jace, you can just flash back the Rally of the Ancestors. Yeah. Uh, or Din Protector it up. That's pretty cool too. Nice. Um, <clears throat> there was uh, <laughs> the win condition though was Nantuko Husk, which I thought was pretty cool because it, it basically brought like you could bring back like ten creatures at a time and just sack them all to Nantuko Husk with like a oh man I can't even remember the card it's from Cons I want to say and it's two and a black for a three two or something like that whenever a creature you control dies other than him you draw a card Grim Harvest yes and so you get to draw a bunch of cards yeah while making your name too. Then Tuco has big and giving it intimidate. Yeah. And then swinging through. Um, and the deck actually looked really powerful, but incredibly hard to play. Like, in fact, I would say that deck, given all the triggers it has, is impossible to play perfectly. Like, you're just going to miss. Or you're going to mill yourself out. It was it was interesting, though. I like I liked that deck a lot. Um, it was a look... And the thing is, with Rally the Ancestors, so basically you're bringing back the Mogus' Marauder to give... All your you know the, the creatures haste that you bring back swing with intimidate yeah but if you if you give the chase haste and tap it to discard and then flip them you get to keep the planeswalker which is pretty cool um, yeah and then you can uh, give the rally of the ancestors you just played flashback or whatever the next turn which is pretty cool very nice uh, or even that turn if you have a mana for it right um, so that deck was really cool and then there was the blue white control deck that uh, Jeff Hoogland was playing. And it had a uh, few Artificers uh, Epiphanies. It was basically like an artifact kind of deck. It had four Hangerback Walkers, uh, which I feel like I did a disservice to our listeners. 
<laughs> but we didn't even discuss this card, and I was thinking about it more and more, and now it sounds like I'm just making this up, because there's absolutely no proof, like I didn't tweet or anything like that, uh, but I was like convinced <laughs> um, that that card was actually going to be really good, because I didn't even realize it had the claws where you tap it, like it had the chronomaton effect, where you yeah. pay one and tap it to add a counter, right. and I didn't realize that the 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 guys left over had flying, which is even crazier, the thopters that you got after it died. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just became, I eventually became convinced that it was like, <laughs> like this is going to be the breakout card from Origins, essentially. And it's going to see playing a whole bunch of different decks. Um, did not see blue-white control as something that was going to happen. Um, right. But I just think it's, yeah, I think it's going to be the most played card in Origins in this new standard, maybe other than this. Hmm. Um, and so at the time it was like a dollar, and now I'm nervously waiting to see if my, my order actually goes through uh, because I placed it, like, on Friday night. So I bought, I bought like, 25 of them for, like, a buck 75. <laughs> so now I don't know because after the weekend, they're, like, five bucks now. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. I should have... Uh, the thing is, is I wasn't really paying attention to these cards for, like, standard implications because I'm just not playing standard. I haven't played right. a match of standard in more than a month. Two months, maybe? I have no yeah, idea. I can't remember the last time I played it's, Standard. It's been limited and modern for at least, like, the last two months. Yeah. Um, so the deck also played two Thopter Spy Networks to great effect, and there's one other card. Um, it's the one in a white destroy target tapped creature. Yeah. Which is actually... Swift Reckoning. Reckoning, yeah. Which is actually really good in blue-white control. So huh. the, deck, the deck actually looked pretty sweet. Uh, I think Hanger Backwalker's the truth. Uh, I'm a convert. I think it's awesome. I think it's going to see a lot of play in standard. It might even see play in modern, but I don't. I think that's much less likely. Um, I think we actually did bring it up on the show because... Oh, for affinity, yeah. Yeah, because somebody was talking about it for affinity. Yeah, because you can put counters on it with uh, Arcbound Ravager. True. Yeah, so let me ask you, would you, do you see that happening, actually, in affinity? I don't know. I'm really bad at playing with Arcbound Ravager, so it's okay. hard for me to answer. What about Days Undoing? I, can, I get where they're going with it. Okay. Because, you know, yeah, you get, you, you know, you that's the end of your turn. But you start your next turn off with full hand. Affinity can drop its hand on turn one yeah. with nothing on the battlefield. Starting with a full battlefield, yeah. you're almost definitely going to be able to drop your whole hand. And uh, I like it. I, th- I think it sounds interesting. Thing, I'd try it. I would try it main deck and then side them out versus any, like, red or green deck that can side in, like, one of those just brutal hate cards. Mm-hmm. Cause that's the last thing in the world I want is like give my opponent seven more draws that they're like yeah. fracturing gust or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so I would I would have it in game one and then just like look deep into their soul and ask yourself if they have the, the sideboard hate. Because uh, if they do you side those undoings out immediately. Yeah, that's right. Because like that's the last thing you want to do is give them seven draws and the next turn. Right. <laughs> like you're just opening yourself to like a blowout. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. That's all the constructive talk I've got. Yeah, so uh, anyway, uh, so now we got these packs, and... Um, Mine are all Chandra. Yeah, he definitely made his all match, because he's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go ahead and crack them, and... Uh, I'm so glad they went back to, like, the original packaging, you know? Yeah, I hate the environment. No, seriously, I do too. I'm not a fan of Greenpeace, at all. You ever read about what they did with, like, the golden rice? They actually, Greenpeace are like, they have, there's like blood on their hands. No? They, seriously. So like, 
don't know how many million children a year they have like they they, they, they subsist on rice, but they don't get enough vitamin A. Okay. And so, you know, I don't know how many thousand of them they go blind every year. Okay. And uh, eventually die. Uh, like like a significant number, like I don't know, a hundred thousand, several hundred thousand a year. Okay. And so, like ten years, fifteen years ago, scientists came up with this uh, genetically modified rice. It's, it's yellow. It's golden. Uh huh. And it's got like a beta carotene, like in carrots. Okay. And so that if you just eat that, allegedly, it'll give you your dose of vitamin A. And so the children won't get that disease and they won't, you know, go, go blind and die. But Greenpeace just blanket hates GMOs, period. Right. They right. don't like them at all. And so they've been fighting this, like, just all the way. Um, and they've been kind of like just the dumbest objections to it. Like, where it's like, well, it doesn't have enough beta carotene. So you're just giving them false hope. And they're like, okay, fine. Again, with a new version, you can just you get 100% of it with just this rice. You just eat this rice and you're good to go. I'm like, well, you know, it could spread to other rice farmers. And they don't want that. And it, it distracts from the real issue of they need a, they need more variety of green vegetables in their diet. Like, basically, their argument is like, well, why don't they just go to, to, to Whole Foods and get a proper, well-balanced... Like, basically, right, their argument. Right, right, um, <laughs> like, uh, right. Like, uh, what's-her-face, um, Gwyneth Paltrow, going, oh, I'm just going to live off of the amount of money for food stores. Oh, God, yeah. Just to show that you can do it. <laughs> and then she, like, went to the grocery store, and she bought, like... Like, yeah, she's like buying organic limes. And organic stuff. limes are like five dollars, and then she was like, and it was like, it la- her her whole stunt lasted about like two days, and then she was like, oh yeah, that's right, I'm an idiot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, they they like they fought tooth and nail, and like they eventually like tried to um, like plant like a test garden, and they broke into it and like just uprooted them all. Uh, <laughs> it's like and so like yeah we're like 15 years later and like over that course of time like literally a million children have died of this disease <laughs> so I'm like I'm so out on Greenpeace even though I agree with their their goals essentially right right or their, their ideas what they want I want the same thing I don't want to hunt whales I want to fight global warming I'm not a fan of coal yada 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 but, but that's wretched yeah pretty much have you played Dark Dabbling at all what's that the uh, regenerate target creature draw no, card. I haven't. I I, I, I seem to open a lot of them. Like I had four of them in my draft deck somehow. Yeah. Um. I didn't play any of them. I'm sorry. I had them in my draft pool. Like, I drafted it four. Doesn't of them. feel good. No. I have that many elves though. Dang. Got eight el- eight elves. And you got the lord. That's pretty good. Oh no, that's not an elf. That's a woodland bellower. Well, it searches up an elf. It's it does. It's a virtually an elf. It does. I don't have the yeah. I don't, I don't care. I've got oh my the ball god! Right I, think, I think my black is unplayable. Actually, I felt like my black has been unplayable in a lot of pools that I've opened. Where black has some really great cards, like I feel like the pools I've been opening in black are really weak. I think black, whether it's going to be playable in your pool, just comes down to if you open the common instant speed kill spell. Um, ah, yeah, it's not instant speed. It is. Oh, no. Oh, you are talking about these. Three black, black, uh, game two life. Yeah, either If you have spell magic. There's that or the cool life. Yeah. Um, or read the bones. Like, those are two, like, irreplaceable effects, like, in a seal pool. But if, like, your black doesn't have that, then you're not really doing much. Right. What do you think about Foundry of the... Nope. 
No, you don't like it? It is colorless land. It does not belong in your deck. Oh, please. I'm over it. I'm 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 all out. I'm completely out on anything that's going to mess your mana up at this point. Really? Yeah. Heavy in- infantry, good or bad? It heavy. seems passable. Heavy infantry, bad. I think bad. Huh? I don't like it. Have you played Shrouding Mist? There's like a lot of commons I just have not played yet. I don't know if I've actually played it yet. I I, I had it in my deck. I don't think I, I either never drew it or I wound up boarding it out a lot of times. Uh, because I played against a lot of, like, green X decks with, like, almost no removal. And I was like, well, it's... What am I, I mean, like, I know you can crack through for damage, but I don't know. I don't like using stuff like that. Three Chandra's Furies. I like that, that card, actually. I like it a lot more than other people. I, I've used it... Okay, so I actually... Um, I played... When I played Sealed and the PPTQ, I actually had a second deck built. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I had red to side into if my blue-white wasn't working. So I wound up siding into red-white, and um, I basically did it whenever I saw a bunch of like the little thopter generators and stuff, so I have Chandra's Fury access. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just used it to wipe an entire board once. It was pretty nice. I like Chandra's Fury a lot, actually. Well, actually, I don't like it a lot. I just like it more than everyone else. Nah. Which is, you don't really need to like that much to like it more than everyone else. Okay, so we just got done um, building our decks and playing a couple games. Uh, we played three games. I won the first two, but then we played a third one anyway. And uh, mm. Steven actually had a pretty epic comeback <laughs> from Two Life uh, with a timely, uh, whatever the hell that card is, the Gideon's. Uh, Gideon's Balance, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so he, he got to play that. I was like, why are you not scooping? Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, block everything, kill everything. I was like, oh, that's why. So he totally won. So um, I wound up building green-white out of my pool. Um, I'm not a big fan of green-white aggro in this format, but I built some green with just, like, big stuff. The thing I like about Gideon's Phalanx is it makes you think you're a really good player, and he, like, totally blew him out, but it's just like, I cast that spell. (laughs) It's just like, that's all that is. It's like... (laughs) It's like Chandra's Ignition, where it's just like, so so what happened is, I cast Chandra's Ignition, I totally got him! <laughs> it's just like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you cast a really good spell, and then it blew him out. It's yeah. like, it doesn't really, uh, but it feels, <laughs> feels so good. It's so funny. So, okay, so just like, laying out my deck real quick. Um, my one drops were Anointer of Champions, a Crow and Jailer, and Might of the Masses. Two drops, Grasp of the Hyromancer, two Cleric of the Forward Order, a Relic Seeker with no art, with no equipment to search. Still good. Uh, Leaf Gilder, Dwinen's Elite, Celestial Flare. Uh, My three drops were Hitchclaw Recluse, Valoran Wardens, Knight of the Pilgrim's Road. Four drops, Guardian, Automaton, Amprin, Tactician, Dwinen, Guiltleaf Dayan, and Wild Instincts. Five drops, Rocks Maulers, Conclave Naturalists. Told you I'd play it. I cut all that talk about that. Huh. Uh, meteorite. I mean, I think I cut almost every mention of the card from last week's it's show. It's such a good card. It's a good show. Yeah. A good card. Um, meteorite, I did play at five. And it was good. It wasn't bad, yeah. It was good. Well, you got six drops in your deck, so. Um, I mean, I did just ping you with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but still, it was actually fine. Um, it, it was relevant, because I had a Displacement Wave. And I had specifically not cast it for for five, because that actually would have been the game. Yeah, it would have been. 
Because you got in with the Dwayne's Elite and dropped me to two. Yeah. And had I bounced that, you could have redeployed it and pinged me for two, and then that would have been it. Yeah. So, yeah, it was actually super relevant. Uh, and then my six drops, of which I had three, which is a lot, Vastwood Gorger, Woodland, Bellower, and Sentinel of the Eternal Watch, all three of which I think are worth playing. Um, well, Woodland, Bellower, and Sentinel, no question. Vastwood Gorger's great. It's just big. It stops everything. Like, it, I, I know it's great because it was played against me, and I went, how do I win now? Like, <laughs> That's how I feel like Rock Smaller is. Yeah, it's close to that. Yeah, Rock like, Smaller is close. You just get in once, and it's better than that. That's true. That's true. Yeah, but that, I'm, that's even better when your opponent plays Rock Smaller and follows it with Vastwood Gorger. I've had that happen to me several times. Uh, things that did not make the cut, I did not play Avon Battle Priest because I had enough six drops. Yeah. Uh, I did not play Enshrouding Mist because for some reason I'm not crazy about that card. It doesn't give protection. It just prevents no. damage. Yeah. With all of, like, like this is the kind of card that I want to play. Um, yeah, it's not even protection, so it's not even, like, it can make it unblockable. You know what I mean? No, no, yeah. It's just, it's not protection. It just prevents damage. It's a trick, and I'm not a big fan of tricks. Um... What I almost wound up playing, um, oh, and I wanted to play Mage Ring Responder, but uh, I never wound up putting it in. It's just too. too I think that card's still good. I think it's good, but I had enough six drops that I wanted to play. Yeah, and it's... I did, if I had like no, if I had like if I didn't have Vastwood Gorger, I would play it. I feel like I just I can cast Vastwood Gorger so much easier. But anyway, I almost got put into the trap with several elves <laughs> of going into black. Green and running Thornbow Archer, Fetid Imp, two Nantuko Husks, three Eyeblight Assassins. But like looking at the quality of creatures versus the uh, versus the white, I was like, that's a trap. There's no way I can do it. It's not even going to be good. And I wound up going into my white. My white was really solid. Um, so I mean, I like this deck. Uh, my red had great removal, but um, none, no creatures almost. I mean, it had Seismic Elemental. P and Kieran Nalar, which is cool. Yeah, it's really good. But, like, like those are two creatures I named, right? And what other, yeah. other creatures? Bellows, Lizard, that's it. <laughs> uh, three Chandra's Furies. Chandra's Furies, great and all, but three, nah. Um, but then I also had a Lightning Javelin, an Act of Treason, an Infectious Bloodless, a Titan Strength, and two Fiery Impulse. So, decent little removal suite there. In, in, in some worlds, I could see maybe replacing the, the... No, I can't see replacing the green. Because it's just not enough creatures, you know? Yeah. It's just not enough creatures to really make it playable. Yeah, do you do that when you're building your sealed pool? Like, just do a quick creature check? Like, if I'm, a, if I'm like, under 12, I start to get a little nervous. Sometimes. Unless um, there's, like, an exception. I've actually... I had... Like, one of the things I did on Saturday that I don't think I've done too often before was I, like actually set out, like, three or four different builds before I actually decided on a build. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I pulled out a bunch of stuff, and then I, like, built a deck, and then I, like, was like, well, let's replace this color with this color. What does that look like? And looking at the curve more than mm-hmm. anything else, it was, like, checking the curve, checking the creature count, and, like, and I felt, that felt really good doing that. Like, it was something I hadn't really done, like, too, like, formally, you know what yeah. I mean? Where I've kind of gone, looked at the pile and evaluated the Pile, but I actually like laid it all out several different ways before I decided on my blue white. See, that's the cool thing about Moto is that you can just do that like effortlessly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like I'm used to doing that like before like any sealed event. Like it's just like 
Well, the first thing I do is I look, well, with Moto, I'll admit it, I sort by rarity, and I, I see what I'm working That's with in terms of rares funny. and mythics. I just want to see what bombs I have. Uh, like, do I have, like, you know, in um, Constar here, do I have Dune Blast, you know? Because uh, that, that'll greatly bias my deck building choices after, sure, I, sure. after I do that. Um, but then after that, yeah, I start, I look through each ones of my uh, different colors, and the first thing I try to do is just, like, see if I can eliminate a color. Like, is there a color that is just stone unplayable? And right, yeah, there's before. actually in this build, and I'd be interested to get your opinion on it. Uh, I was able to eliminate three colors, which you know definitely narrows things down uh, when green, black, and red are unplayable, in my opinion. So, um, but yeah, I do definitely recommend if you have the time and you're fast with opening, fast with sorting, and that kind of just helps with some of the mechanics in terms of like practice, in terms of like building your seal pools, and just having done this a few times is. Yeah, lay it out, and like especially if you if you know for sure you're going to be in one particular color, like if it has several bombs and a good curve, and you're just kind of undecided on the secondary color, I absolutely I think that's the the best thing you do is just lay it out with each remaining playable color that you have mm-hmm. uh, in every combination, just see which deck you like. Uh, unfortunately, you can't have electronic devices. I would recommend <laughs> otherwise I would be taking pictures and like you know then like at the end like reviewing that. Right, um, but. Yeah, so with my build, I eliminated my red, black, and green. My my red was especially hilarious. I think I had four Smash the Smithereens and multiple Bellows Lizards. It was just like <laughs> it was like the epically worst red. Yeah, uh, I like pool to, ever. So like some, you know, when you're sorting through your pool and you're looking at like really good cards, those are your bombs that draw you into that color. Yeah. Well, there are some cards in the format that are like anti bombs, where it's like, well, this is just a stone blank. This is just a blank. That like is which card are you talking about? I'm talking about like Smash the Smithereens. Smash the Smithereens beat you in draft <laughs> Friday night. What are you talking about? Smash the Stephen had Nick at like two life. I had him at two. He had I, two life, and he had a c- commanding board presence. It was and, five creatures to zero, and uh, <laughs> and he runs at and but you were also at like three life. I was at three exactly, and uh, and he just runs out his six drop four four flyer mm-hmm. the artifact creature, the golden whatever, and Nick goes yes, yeah, and he goes what. And just smash. Yeah, as soon as like I did that, I'm like, well, that was pretty dumb. Shouldn't have done that, but I guess it doesn't matter. And then I'm like, oh, oh no. That was amazing. Um, I wanted to get this on the record because I was telling you about it when we were playing. But uh, Friday night when we drafted, I drafted green white aggro. And by the way, green white aggro sucks. Uh, you need removal. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that red white aggro is where you want to be if you're going to play aggro. Um, green, the big green stuff is great. The the little green stuff just isn't good enough. Um, now I'm undetermined on that. I'm still I'm still undetermined. That's I how know. I feel about it. Because um, I drafted green white, and my opponent would play anything with three toughness, or anything like a four four, or a five six, or a six nine, which actually happened. Sure. And and you just lose. You like auto lose if you don't have like a dozen flyers in white. You just auto lose to three toughness. Um, so, anyway, uh, I wound up in round two having to mulligan to three on the play, uh, because I don't fear mulligans. This is something I've always said, and I've, I've told Steven over and over again, I don't fear it. I'll take a random three over, over a four I can't play. So, went down to three, 
my three were planes, planes, and the two one white white first strike that kind of oh, nice. pumps your teeth. Have you won off three before? I don't think so. I think four is the lowest I've won from. Three only once ever. Yeah, I mean, three on the play is pretty rough, but like that was the best three that I could have had. But then again, like I said, I was playing against like. I think I was playing against Green White, but he was the big Green White. You know what I mean? So he just sticks something with three toughness or a, or a rock smaller, and I lose. So it, it was just really a tough thing to, like, without, like, I would say, without five removal spells, it, you can't do the Green it, White. Yeah, ever. it's so weird. Like, five is, like, no problem, no sweat. It happens all the time, like, winning off of one. Yeah, five. yeah, oh, yeah. And then, for some reason... It becomes a story at like at four or less. Yeah, I know I didn't win that one because I just got roadblocked so fast. But uh, but yeah, uh, I mean I wasn't I wasn't playing F and M to win a game. Frankly, yeah. I was playing F and M to draft a deck, draft an archetype, which mine was green white renown sure. aggro. Try the archetype, see if it works. It does not work to me. Like I'm out on it. I won't draft it. Um, so, uh, when we played Saturday, the side draft, I drafted, uh, you know, red, white, red, white, yeah. red, white, aggro was where it was at. That's what everyone's saying, actually. It was really good. I had two of the double strikers and then oh, four, okay. of the, yeah, nice. four of the bloodlust. So like, I just slap <laughs> a bloodlust on a double striker and just start wailing in for eight. Nice. It was really good. Um, yeah, quickly I played blue black in that draft yeah. uh, on F and M. Um, and it was good. Uh, that's that's where you know you see these screeching scabs. And you're like they're kind of underwhelming, but that is the engine card in terms of the blue black like zombie recursion deck where you have a uh, cruel revival and you can even the combo with um, fleshbag marauder. Yeah, fleshbag marauder. You know, sack it, have get you, it back. I mean, if you've got a lot of undead servants or whatever, you can do that too. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, and I had got, I had that yeah, as well. You've got two in your graveyard. And you've got none in hand, get one back, play yeah, it, and get and another bonus. If you feature. have, like, Possessed Scab, it just starts, you just get in these loops where it's yeah. like, you're not, you don't plan on being the control deck, but you have just so much card advantage and removal that you end up on that path. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a weird draft, though. I don't know how much I learned about that, <laughs> just because I uh, pack one, pick one to foil Archangel of Tides. No doubt. And I was like, okay, then, I'm just going to, like, put my head down and just go into white. And it, yeah. was, it just was not open whatsoever. Cool. And the, it turns out the person on my left and right were in white. So yeah, that was. But then in pack three, a. Um, oh, God. The angel, the three white, white, four, four flyer that puts yeah. a plus one. Mm-hmm. That wheeled. What? And then a sentinel. Wait, of, how, but you were being passed to I know. both sides. Both sides were white. What? That wheeled. And then the, a sentinel, the mythic uncommon. We wheeled. Get Two of those wheeled. Get out. And so I was just like, did I just do something wrong here? I opened I opened a white card and my plan was to go into white. And then I saw those wheels and I'm like, just were there just like twelve total white cards open this entire draft? Like I don't understand. Yeah, that doesn't seem right. Uh, it just turned out it was everyone's first draft and no one had no idea what they were doing. So, right. right, on, <laughs> yeah, right so that's the lesson I took away from that. The blue black is playable, it's a good deck. I wasn't sure on the archetype uh, initially. Like, I think red-white was the one that I was like, obviously this is going to be good going in. I feel like red-white right. aggro. I think the blue-red could be really good, too. Like if you get, yeah, if you get all that. The problem is that, like, a lot of the the glue cards in that deck are, like, 
the artificers. Or the rares. No, I think like the artificers are just going to take. Oh yeah, like yeah. the the two in a red that makes a one one flyer. Like yeah. everyone's going, anyone playing red's going to take that card yep. from you. Yep, I took it. Whirler Rogue. Everyone's going to take that card. Yeah, like everyone's going to take like the the meat and potatoes of that blue red deck. You know, right, right. You're so, right. like, I feel like it's a good archetype, but like, I don't. I'm dubious as to if it'll ever come together because you'll just be fighting everyone for for your your regular cards. And you'll just be stuck there with a bunch of, like, the two threes that give your artifact creatures plus one, plus one, and just waiting to get those up the rest of the enabler cards. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to tell me about your blue-white Sure, yeah. yeah so you you blue-white here. My pool, yeah. So I got to eliminate all the colors except for blue-white. Uh, one drop, a prone jailer. Two drops, screeching scab. Cleric of the forward order. Swift reckoning, celestial flare, disperse. Love disperse, and swift reckoning is amazing. They both are. Agreed. Uh, three drops. And How do you feel about celestial flare? Decent. Yeah, I, I think it's decent. I'm, I'm not crazy about the card. It's okay. It's not... Swift Reckoning is in another league. <laughs> it really is. It's yeah. great. It's and, and so is Claustrophobia. Those are Claustrophobia much better. Claustrophobia is unbelievable. How many of them did you have? I had three. Oh, you did. It That's felt why I'm like, in blue. <laughs> it felt yeah. like you had about a dozen of them. But, and, uh, and I'm noticing a, a pattern with a lot of my sealed builds and my limited decks in general in this format is that I have a ton of three drops. Doesn't matter what color combination, I always seem to have a lot of threes. Yeah, you want to, that's the thing with this format, you want to have a lot of two and three drops. You want to have a lot of stuff to do on turns two and three, or you're pretty much going to get, like, squashed. That's why I like white so much. They yeah. have, like, you know, even Cleric of the Forward Order, that's perfectly serviceable, but they have some just power two drops. Yeah. And they even have some really good one drops. There's like, like a Crone Jailer and the, uh, what is it, uh, Anointer of Champions, like, those are perfectly fine one drops. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's so funny. Like, because I mean, like, my pool was low on threes, but I was just chock full of twos. I mean, I had two cleric, uh, relic seeker, leaf gilder, Dwinen's elite, which I could just play for. I did just play on two. Oh I yeah, no care. problem. Um, but I think leaf gilder is really good. Leaf gilder is really good. I mean, like, it's a two one. It just blocks like everything, and it can if you you know if it survives a turn. You get to play your fours, you know? It's, it's yeah, good. so it seems that, like, white has a lot of the, the two drops, which is why I think that's my favorite color to draft right now. Yeah. Is you can, like, because you're going to get threes wherever you go. Yeah, it seems uh, Black has a good three drops, you know, it's got it's got Read the Bones, uh, Nantuko Husk, Blue's got Claustrophobia, um, and a bunch of other stuff. And white's even got its own stalwart Avens. Red's got the, the you know, Gear Crafter or whatever. And Menace guy. Yeah, the Menace guy's great. I like uh, him a lot. Yeah. Um, Green? I have no idea what their three drops are, actually. Uh, green's got the Recluse, which is okay. Um, I, that's underwhelming for, relative to the other colors' three drops. It's more of a sideboard card. Uh, but, uh, Valor and Wardens isn't uncommon, but it's an awesome it's uncommon fine, if yeah. you can get it going. Uh, it's tough to get going, though, because it really just put, has a it's giant got one target. power. Yeah. It has a giant target on its back, so... Um, so anyway, so yeah, my three drops were Mizium Meddler, Water Courser, which I think is underrated... Uh, two Stalwart Avens, uh, Scrapskin Drake, which I have been underwhelmed with, actually, since when I've been playing it. Yeah. You just have to be attacking. And if you're not, it just, it's horrible. I've actually really liked it. Because um, I played it on, on Saturday, mm-hmm. and I actually loved it. Um, because it just, I mean, I was. I mean, I was well, I was If you're flyers, attacking, it's fantastic. I was flyers, and I was just beating face with it. I mean, I thought it was great. Uh, I had Jesse and Thief, which is one of my favorite uncommons in the set. I love that card. Um, I had three... Claustrophobia, as we already discussed. A Calculated Dismissal, which I think I cast once. 
Yeah. And then I had uh, Empyrean Tactician. Uh, I actually started with one, and I had a um, the one in a blue enchantment that gets flying. You draw a card. Uh, Stratus Walk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that wasn't really doing much. It's not good. <laughs> no. Um, I, tr- I, I almost ran it. I wound up cutting it. I just don't like it. It's especially not good in the blue-white flyers this deck. Like it's I already think, flyers. Like, blue-green, I could see that. Because, like... Blue green putting a, like a Stratus walk on a uh, the rocks, yeah, oh, that would be fantastic. God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a lot of value, but not so much in, in blue white. So I no. so I went up to two Amperin Tacticians. I had a Thunderclap Wyvern, Wyvern. Yeah, two yeah two blue white flash two three flyer. Other flyers get plus one plus one. Very good. I played a heavy infantry and I just never drew it, so I have no idea if it's good or not. I don't like it because it's like you have to be on 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 offense. Yeah, I just to be even. I decided while I was building my deck that I just had to be, which is why I had Stratus walk in there initially. No, I see. Um, I don't have a lot of really good defensive cards in here. Like these are like two twos, one twos, one threes, three threes. Like these aren't defensive cards. Uh, Displacement wave, which was decent. That was cool. Yeah, it actually saved me. It did. Because I got to reset my time. yeah, I got to reset my claustrophobia, have another turn to draw a card to get to seven, so I could play uh, the Gideon's Phalanx. And that was... And that was the game. Yeah, the game, that actually yeah. Kind of, yeah that's how I won. Uh, and then I had a I had a uh, Hyxis Prison Warden, which I never got to cast, but I assume is a very good card. I saw it cast um, against somebody. I don't remember who I was watching. I actually had it, but never got to cast it. Um, when? When was that? Was that a Saturday? Maybe I had it on Saturday. I don't remember. It's white. It could have been in your green-white deck. I don't know. It might have... I have no idea. I had it at some point. I don't think I ever cast it. Um, oh, I just watched somebody cast it, and they removed two creatures. It you know, was cool. It was funny, like, as you were talking about, like, oh, the mana in this format, you know? Like, yeah, I've never lost to that ever, or so many times in this uh, before this format. And then uh, <laughs> I felt it, this, uh, these two games. I think that was just, very, I still, it, I still believe and conclude that it was variance. But the first two games we played, I... Yeah, the first two games we were stuck on one color. Yeah. Or like one mana of one color and then a whole bunch of another color. Uh, yeah, like game one, I just... I think I drew six lands. And then game two, I was stuck on, yeah, like blue for yeah. for five or six. Like, I was almost going to discard the hand size. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really weird. And I was Mana's pl- really bad. I was playing one of those Foundry of the Councils. I don't think that has anything to do with it, but... No, it might not, but I don't know. I, I never saw my it was weird. Wilds, and I never had a problem, but I did wind up having to mulligan to five one game. Hmm. Um, and uh, I just think we're just not used to 17 land, two color, not a lot of fixing formats in limited. But that's like the decks I build even in those two color, in the three color formats. I still just build the two-color decks. You know me. Yeah, I feel like I've gotten way more conservative, and I don't feel like I've overreacted, but... Maybe it's not enough because I, I did consider because I, I opened two foundries of the councils and I was no. gonna just I was gonna do eighteen lands in two of those. No, yeah, absolutely. That might have been run two in you eighteen lands. Eighteen lands doesn't matter. You'll draw them both because I sad. I did have a sphinx's tutelage and I was like, well, maybe I'll go control, but uh, I didn't have enough card draw. Right, and uh, most of my creatures were very aggressive, so you're not playing a scrapskin Drake in your sphinx's tutelage deck. I don't think. No, no. I really like grasp of the Hyromancer. Really? I feel like I haven't been... Like, every time I've cast it, I haven't been blown out by a removal spell, so that's nice. Um, <laughs> I've, been able to get, I've been able to get through at least once, I think, every time. 
I do feel like playing the format, imagining myself having to disperse in my hand, I feel like I, there's many times when I could have just blown people out. So Yeah, it's true. Uh, you know, the Amprin Tactician, I don't love it at all. Uh, I mean, I ran it out there just to, just to have a curve. Like, I ran it out there with no creatures on the board. I was running it out there because 3-3 three, three is like the beef. In this deck, it it's like is. Well, three-three well, is the beef in this in this format. I mean, like, like especially when you're playing against aggro decks. And stuff. That is true. I'm looking at water coursers at two-three. Yeah, the water coursers just Jesse stops and thieves everything. a one-three. Jesse and thieves just stops everything. Um, everything stops. All the two everything. drops are two-twos. Yeah, so like three-three is actually like a body. It is. That's why that uh, artifact's playable. The the three-three that gains you three life when it dies. Yeah, it's really good actually. I I, I actually loved it. I I. I had it a couple times in my pools, and I haven't played it, but I, don't I think played you, it today. I don't think you love it. I just think it's, like, playable, but it looks unplayable. I think I liked it. I mean, I liked it just fine today. Yeah. I mean, I kept like dropping fine. it down, and it was just more pressure. So, I don't know. I like it. What we're going to do now is uh, we're going to de-sleeve these decks, and we're going to swap pools, and we're going to build with each other's pools. And... If we wind up with the exact same decks, then we probably won't play any games. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. But we probably won't. So. <clears throat> we do like different decks. We so. do. We like different decks. So, uh, so it should, it should be interesting. But, uh, but yeah. So Joe loves all kinds of decks. Yeah, totally. Big ones. Fast, yeah, I love fast, but small ones. Yeah, I love, I love. He hasn't met a deck he doesn't like. Yeah. You just play with decks all day. Yeah. Any color deck. Even the blue ones. Even blue. <laughs> Even the blue ones, man. I'm crazy like that. <laughs> Freaky dicky. <laughs> uh, I'll probably stop the recording just before those comments. I'm 12 years old, in case you're wondering. Okay, so uh, we just swapped pools and we... Both built slightly different decks. Um, both pools, I think, had one obviously strong color, and then we both kind of deviated from the other build. Um, mine was honestly what I thought was a better build, and I think <coughs> Stevens was a little more wanting to try something different, but still, it's cool for the for this exercise. So the deck I wound up, wound up building from Stevens' pool was blue-black, uh, the blue was super strong in his pool, so uh, and then the black had some interesting interactions with the blue. So uh, my deck, real quick, my two, I had no one drops. My two drops were two fetid imp, two screeching scab, one disperse. My three drops were uh, scrapskin drake, three claustrophobias, water cursor, fleshbag marauder, sphinx's tutelage, Jesse and thief, and read the bones. Oh, also Mizium Meddler and Calculated Dismissal, which I wound up boarding out after game one for two Deadbridge Shaman, because he had a little bit of a slower deck getting started, so I figured I could really get some big damage in with those, and plus they were just better than Mizium Meddler, since he had like nothing, no like spells other than a Disperse that targeted my creatures. Um, and calculated dismissal. Might have the Might have the mass that could have redirected, but nah, not crazy about it. Um, but uh, calculated dismissal, you were so. I felt like your deck was so mana heavy that mm-hmm. like calculated dismissal didn't really do anything. Of course, then again, it would stop your bombs. But yeah, I was just kind of hoping to make you discard them. 
Uh, <laughs> just kind of stupid, but whatever. Uh, then my fours were two Return Centaur, one Blightcaster, and a Guardian Automaton. Um, three Claustrophobia, plus a Sphinx's Tutelage, which I don't think you ran the Tutelage. No, nah, yeah. I don't like it. I think Tutelage is fine, um, but having it just as another Blightcaster trigger was pretty interesting. Um, and then my fives were Meteorite and Possessed Scab, which unfortunately I never got to cast. I'm dying to cast that card. Huh. Oh, looks so good. Uh, and then my X-Spell Displacement Wave, because why wouldn't you? <laughs> um, so let's see your deck real quick. Yeah, so I had Might of the Masses uh, as the one drop. Two drops were Dispersed, Winds Elite, Leaf Yielder, two Sigil Starfish. Uh, three drops was two Scrapskin Drakes, although I kind of needed more early blockers. Uh, just because yeah. I had, like, my, my, my curve was a little too high. So the thing is, like, I'm not really sure there are any low drop blockers. I, I, I consider bringing in, like, a Guardians of Miletus just to have a blocker. Would have been really good. Uh, Timberback. Timber Pack Wolf was probably should have been in there. Um, but that's pretty much it. Like, that's literally all the blue and the green cards. Um, so, yeah, two Scrapskin Drakes, uh, Valerian Wardens, a Water Courser, and a Hitchclaw Recluse, and then Art, uh, Artificer's Epiphany. Uh, four drops for Guardian Automaton, Dwin, and uh, Gildeef. Dayan, uh, Whirler Rogue, Wild Instincts, and then five drops Meteorite Conclave. Naturalist, Rock Smallers, six drops. Uh, Vastwood Gorge, which should not have been in there. Uh, Sentinel of the Eternal Watch, Woodland Bellower, and then seven drop, Majoring Responder. Um, How did you feel about having seven drop in there? Oh, it was fine. Was it? Yeah. I felt like I was running already 17 lands, and I also had a Leaf Gilder and a Meteorite to help me get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just couldn't draw that six mana, or seven in that case, uh, in games two or three for whatever reason. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I kind of just got stuck. I Vastward Warder could have been something else. Um, to be fair, the early white's a lot better than the early blue, and there's not really a lot of reason to be blue if you're not going to do the Scrapskin Drakes. Yeah. Because uh, the only other reason is the Whirler Rogue and the two Sigil Starfish, but I feel like the white has way more early two drops and even two uh, passable one drops. Yeah, in your uh, in your pool, I feel that's true. Or in the pool that I gave you, yeah, I think that's definitely true. I uh, I just want to try something. Yeah, no, sure, else. absolutely, and it's good to get different looks at a, a million different things before you go into an event. You know, mm-hmm. um, like I felt like your white was kind of weak with mm-hmm. a couple really great cards. I don't like, remember what the white like, was. Like, that's how I felt on Saturday, and it was just, like, the funniest thing. Like, because when Peter... Because Peter had the pool that I wound up... He registered the pool that I wound up uh, building on Saturday. And uh, he was like, oh, I know what you'll be playing. And I was like, oh, yeah? I bet you don't. <laughs> like, so... Uh, Left in my sideboard for the entire tournament were an Honored Hierarch, and I'm only naming that because it's a rare. Yeah. Gaia's Revenge, Outland Colossus, and Anissa were all in my pool. And, like, he was like, what, you didn't play green? I was like, the rest of the green wasn't that good. Yeah, people don't get that, where it's like, you can have four amazing cards in one color, but they're, like, all, like, double colored or whatever, and then the rest are just unplayable, and it just doesn't matter. Like, it's that... the bombs do matter, but the average of how yeah. good the card pool is, because, like, sometimes you just only get, like, sometimes you just only open, like, nine cards of a certain color, and, like, four of them are just totally unplayable. 
Right. And it's like, are you going to splash, like, three of these cards when two of them are double green? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Right, right. And it was just, it was, yeah, like, it did, there wasn't a deck for green uh, when I was playing that. Now, like, for the pool that I gave you, mm-hmm. I felt like there was definitely strong white. Yeah. The pool that you gave me, I felt, was more of that trap where you've got some really great white cards, but then, like, she had, like, three of the Amprin Tactician, and I Oh, those weren't good at all. I, I kind of hate just... that card, and then, like, I mean, looking at your pool here, the one that I wound up building, why I didn't play white, was because three Amprin Tactician, Murder Investigation, which we have both have decided we haven't evaluated yet, but probably also won't. No. Uh, a Crowan Jailer, like, you had, like, two or three of those, mm-hmm. which, it, it, it's great if it didn't cost anything to use, but you know. Like, Two of them sucks. Like, you just can't do anything. Oh, you can't run two. Yeah. Um, Cleric of the Forward Order, two Stalwart Haven, Gideon's Phalanx, Swift Reckoning, Celestial Flare, Thunderclap Wyvern. I mean, those are good. But I'm seeing, like, all told, probably, like, six or seven cards I'd want to play in in white. Where Yeah. Like, I mean, the black had the, uh, the zombie that draws a card. And then I didn't really... Like, the, the imps were good. And so basically, I, I like wait. What is zombie that sacrifices a creature? Fleshbag Marauder. No, I don't like Fleshbag Marauder that much. Which zombie draws a card? Boom. Oh, possessed possess scab. scab. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's possessed scab, and there's two of the imps, and there was I think read the bones are like the highlights, and the rest is kind of filler. Although Blightcaster, I didn't think about it because I looked at the black and dismissed it, but then I ran, ran up, uh, wound up running blue, which had three claustrophobia. Which makes Blightcaster <laughs> awesome. Yeah, like, so I, really I forgot Blightcaster is even in the pool because uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so basically, it's it's uh, possessed scab, Blightcaster, uh, read the bones, and maybe two fedems. I think those are good. And then I was just comparing that to the white, like the highlights of the white um, were wow. Uh, <laughs> no, Hicks's Prison Warden, uh, Gideon's Phalanx, and then two Stalwart Avens and a Swift Reckoning. Uh, and I guess Thunderclap, Wyvern, and Celestial Flare, like, you know. They're okay, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I feel like um, Swift Reckoning I really like a lot, and then Stalwart Aven, like, I just, like, if I can, I default to creatures more than, like, <laughs> um, removal spells. Um, I don't know, I think I preferred Stalwart Aven over uh, Feodim, and I like Swift Reckoning and Celestial Flare more than, like, um, the Return Centaurs he got play, or the, uh, uh, God, what was that guy? I'm staring at Death Bridge Shamans. Yeah, well, those weren't in the original build. Um, oh, okay, yeah. I had those two blue cards that I wound up boarding out uh, at the top of the pool there. Yeah, um, and then Hicks's Prison Warden, I viewed as, like, about equal power level as the uh, Possessed Scab. It's pretty um, good, if you can get it to work. I just liked the idea of having... Blightcaster, mm-hmm. and then three Claustrophobias and a Sphinx's Tutelage, and then being able to Placement Wave for three. Huh. Pick them That's all pretty good, yeah. the battlefield and then recast them. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, I mean, there were just some interactions that I saw that I thought were amusing and, like, wanted to try out. Uh, the Blightcaster wound up being pretty good. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, I think Fetidim's really good. I mean, because, like, when you're talking about the stalwart even versus fetid imp like head yeah. to head yeah they'll, they'll, head yeah. to head fetid imp wins without that's it. true yeah. you know what I mean if you if you have the death touch mana um, return centaurs honestly I just want to try a million like yeah. I was like I got the tutelage yeah I got these two return centaurs let's get there but uh, it almost I, did 
thing is, I was never afraid of the tutelage for some reason. Like, yeah. it, was like it did a lot of work, but it, like, I don't know. It felt like a. Uh, I honestly only had it in there as a way to trigger Blightcaster. Yeah, that's and, fair. Because uh, it was the only other enchantment in the two colors, and I was like, well, let's throw it in. It's inevitability. And, and eventually, like, you know, late game, you've got that draw of this card. You yeah. Know I mean, you've got that loot, which, you know, forget it, you don't even worry about the milling. The milling is almost irrelevant. You're just mm. trying to, you know, yeah. run some business. So I played too many uh, high drops, and then. I think my I should have just sighed into the live plan because like uh, as I was playing against Joe, like I didn't see anything with more than like two power. And so I'm just like, well, like basically I needed to side in to a plan where like just live until you cast a four four and you're, you're right, gonna be stabilized, right. essentially. Um, so you could have put in hoverberry. You had like two, right, in your sideboard? Uh, I had one. The, one. I the, actually had the two. O six. No, not hover barrier. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, I was looking at the... the Hover the, Barrier is an 06. Yeah, no, Nivix Barrier. Nivix Barrier. Yeah, so I was looking at the Nivix Barrier, and, like, I realized, like, as you're, like, like shuffling up for game, they're like, eh, I think Nivix Barrier should be in there. And actually, now that I think about it, I think um, the uh, Guardians of Miletus should have been in there. It's um, fine. I mean, I've, I've played that card more than I care to admit. It's pretty... It, it can be pretty good. I mean... It's good. I mean, it's just a good roadblock against aggro decks. It's yeah. also a good roadblock against some of the bigger creature decks. You know, like I mean, it stops the rocks, uh, rocks, uh, whatever you know, like, rocks maulers. Yeah. Well, I mean, like with the benefit of like, actually seeing his deck, I'm like, oh man, there's only like it's like two power. That's like that's his, it tops out at like a two four basically. Yeah. Um, really not a lot. And so it's just like, well, I mean, you have a ton of like five sixes and four fours and stuff like that. You just need to live to like get the mana to cast them. Mm-hmm. So either run eighteen lands or like yeah, run the Nivix Barrier or the O six. Yeah. Um But I didn't do that and I kinda realized that the deck was a little misbuilt because I'm like, this Vast Food Gorger, it's he's kinda redundant. I really don't need him beyond like the, the four fours. Yeah. Like the five six is not really doing much, and the extra mana is costing me a ton. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I was sitting there on like five mana. For multiple turns in game two, um, so yeah. Although the white was just better in terms of the early drops, right? Um, and it complemented the, the green a lot better. But I just wanted to do like I wanted to try Artificer's Epiphany, but I never drew it. Um, there's something else. I love Roller Rogue, and I this was good because Scrap Skin Drake has declined in my view. <laughs> yeah. Um, because this deck was kind of like trying to hold off until I start casting like you know woodland bellowers or majoring responders, and uh, scrapskin deck does not do that. He doesn't block, um, right? So it didn't really go with the plan. This deck it works a lot better in like the blue white flyers deck. Yeah, and well, I wouldn't say that you would lower your opinion on the card. I mean, I just yeah, think that, like it was out of place where you were trying to play it. Well, I used to. I I, I was really high on like cloud elemental and modern masters just because I was always always drafting aggro decks. Mm-hmm. Um, Yours really isn't an anger deck. No, not really. No, looking actually at like, not at yeah, all. Yeah, looking at like <laughs> nine total two and three drop creatures and then mm-hmm. like the same amount in four and up. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, two of those two drops are sigiled starfish. Yeah, that's so, not, it's not really a super aggressive there. creature. Um, although I love starfish. Yeah, so if you take out the Scrapskin Drakes, probably should have replaced those with the Guardian Miletus and probably a Nivix Barrier. Yeah. And that probably would have gone... The thing is, is like it kind of messed me up, though, because when you see Sphinx's tutelage, you don't want to cast a bunch of defenders 
Because it doesn't seem like a good play to beat that. It's like, yeah, I'm going to hunker down and just wait until they get milled out. <laughs> right. um, so I think that threw me a little bit. But it's still like, you know, in hindsight, was probably the right play. Was because the problem with this deck was just like, I was like... Uh, you weren't stalled. You, you needed to stall and you weren't. Yeah, essentially. Um, so I, I had a... Game two, I had a hand that I a lot of times wouldn't keep because I'm very... like. Gen, I'm very, I mulligan aggressively uh, because I don't fear mulligans, mm-hmm. um, and being stuck not playing magic is the least fun thing about magic. So uh, the hand that I wound up keeping was Swamp Island, Triple Claustrophobia, Dead Bridge Shaman, Fleshbag Marauder mm-hmm. uh, on the play. Oh boy! And I was like, okay. I was like, triple cluster, like, if I get that island, I'm in business. And my deck runs ten islands, seven swamps. Yeah. So then, of course, you know, turn two, I draw the island. Like, yeah. This is the best hand ever. All right. <laughs> and it really yeah. was, because I was just like, I, I play a 3-1, you play a creature, I tap it down, I swing with the 3-1. Yeah, yeah. Because then, then I drew the other uh, Deadbridge Shaman. Yeah, I was literally in the opposite position that game. I actually literally had a hand of Woodland Bellower, Sentinel of the Eternal Watch, Basswood Gorger and Majoring Responder. <laughs> and I was just sitting there on five lands. I was like, come on. Yeah, yeah. And every early, every <laughs> yeah. early drop you played, I had the claustrophobia. Yeah, yeah. Before. So everything got tapped down. I was just like, one more land, Woodland Bellower, let's do it. And yeah. it's just like, nope. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the Basswood Gorger was just staring at me. I'm like, man, you need to get cut. So we've both played Meteor right now. How do you feel about it? I think it's fine. I actually don't like it in your, your deck a ton. Um, because it's not like it's not going to help you cast much. Well, it, it does. It, it helps you activate the uh, Sphinx's tutelage late game. Yeah, and, uh, you know, if I needed to hit a big displacement wave for some weird reason, it's fine. I mean, it, it, it finished off combat. You mm-hmm. know, and I think that's like what I like it for. Is like, you know, it's a nice. Uh, it's just nice to have, especially if you're running low on removal. It's like in a pinch, if in you a, need it. In yeah, a pinch. It's there. Yeah, it's like. And, and it's in a pinch, it's fixing and removal, which is something that, you know, you need both of. You don't have much of one. You have a decent amount of the removal, but not much fixing at all. So, I don't know. I think I thought it was good, actually. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad we, we got to try it, because I actually like it now. Um, that was one thing I really took from all this. Yeah, I wasn't thrilled to play black here, but, like, the Blightcaster interaction was too good to pass up, and I yeah. felt like... I had enough flyers that um, you know I could I could just go over most things, and I had enough removal spells that having just a bunch of dinky creatures didn't matter too much when I was able to just uh, you know tap down anything that would be in the way with claustrophobia and get through. How did you feel about the um, the elf interactions? Do you even care? <laughs> Not really. Um, it, I'm sure it'll come up, but yeah. I mean three is not enough. Well, you know, my that pool had like eight total between yeah. green and black. I and really feel like ten is like the threshold, which I don't think you'll like ever going. get. In no, so I, I feel like you'll get it one out of every twenty drafts. Yeah, <laughs> and that's, and that's drafts. Yeah. So anyway, uh, hopefully you enjoyed this. Uh, I don't care. Probably largely de- <laughs> <laughs> probably largely dependent on how well I edit. So oh yeah, that's a uh, task. So cool, yeah. So this weekend is the uh, is Grand Prix Dallas, uh, Grand Prix DFW as they're properly calling Woo! it. 
And uh, we'll be there. We'll be playing. Uh, if you see us, come say hi. Uh, if you don't see us, it's because, you know, hashtag John Cena. Should be a great time. And we'll be back next week to talk about that tournament because that's what's up this weekend. That's, that's all that's going on. And so we're going to rock and roll, go down there. Got our buys. Made the cut. Uh, so anyway, uh, that's all we got for this week. Uh, until next time, we are YoMTG Taps. Stop. Line. Bitching. Start brewing. Never encounter fights with self-defense, leg swipes, alcohol, toss, molotovs, throwing down the mic. Now they get caught up in the hype for being so tight. Sag with your jeans was hella mean, but right strike. Android thinking combined. Leroy Jenkins outlined the highest price. Hip-hop, you rep vaguely. I'm consistent, fresh, daily. I maintain the quiet life during open mics. Expectations is too high. Dreams holding it. I've lost friends and loved ones. Couldn't cope with the pursuit. Cards in the set. I don't know any of the names of the cards in the set right now. It's because I don't play standard. That's also why I didn't make a point of Hangerback Walker. I would have caught that earlier if I was brewing for standard. True, true. Right now I'm just like, whatever. This isn't modern playable. We're like so. We're like so ready, getting ready for Dallas. It's, you know. Yeah, I'm just looking at the limited environment. I like was not thinking of standard implications for almost yeah, any I, of this. I don't. I, I'm not thinking about standard for as long as is possible. Although I think I even tweeted this though, but Goblin. Tile drivers probably really overvalued and overrated. Yeah, it's going to see play a bit in in standard. I just don't see it in modern at all. Really? Yeah, I don't think it does anything extra that goblins really wants. Goblin pile driver doesn't belong in goblins in modern. It's not going to put it over the top. It belongs in legacy goblins. How is it better? How is it- okay? I've played that. That was my original deck in legacy was goblins. It's a totally different deck than like. What it is in modern? In modern, it's like a blitz, like zoo, but faster deck. Mm-hmm. It's like playing a bunch of one drops, a bunch of haste things, and trying to get you like really fast. Okay. In legacy, it doesn't really win out of aggression. It's like kind of like almost like a, it's a hybrid uh, jail deck because you have wastelands, you have uh, Rashadon ports, and you have um, Aether vials, and you're just constantly getting value by putting in like. Um, Goblin Matron? Yeah. And then Goblin Ringleader, which is the most important card in the deck. Uh, and Goblin Warchief. Like, Goblin Pile Driver is, like, the fourth or fifth most important card in the deck. It's not It's not what ties everything together. The reason, like, Goblins was even remotely competitive was the, the lands it could play. And then after that, it was just, like, more of a value deck. Whereas in Modern, it's, a, it's an aggressive deck. And Pile Driver's not really... We need, like, Goblin War Chief or Goblin Ringleader. Right. Uh, or especially Matron. I think you print all those Mara and it'd still just be a reasonable modern deck. Yeah. So it's so far away. from That that type of deck is so far away in modern that, like, Pile Driver doesn't do anything. I don't think. Hmm. Anyway. So wait, is that part of the show? Or is well, that, that felt not? like content. That is content. That felt like content. So, uh... I also have some political views. I'll throw that in at the end of the episode. All right. After the, after the music. Yo MTG Taps is available every bloody Friday forever. On legitmtg.com, iwantmymtg.com, mtgcast.com, and iTunes. 
Email us, yomtgtaps at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Tumblr, yomtgtaps.tumblr.com. Follow us on Twitter, at yomtgtaps. Follow me on Twitter, at omgwtfbhjftw. Follow Stephen on Twitter, at m00npi. Follow Joey on Twitter, at Affinity for Blue. Featuring music by You'll Never Know and Logic Marsalis. Available at magneticmoments.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>